The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Oh, yeah! This is the Cigar Authority. Have uh, you any imported cigars? The authority on everything cigar in and out of the cigar industry. It's time to light them up. Smoke if you got them. It's time for the Cigar Authority. I got a fever, and the only prescription is more cowboys. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. October 19th, 2019, live from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is episode 497 as we continue the countdown to episode 500 today. Robert Wright has been in the cigar business for over 30 years and still considers himself a student of tobacco. I would argue that he's a pro in cigars and music. He will serenade us today with his sax and his cigar a king's treasure. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority, now in its 10th year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. And you catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog, on the CigarAuthority.com. Robert Wright, it's been a long time since you came on the show. You've actually never been in the studio before, right? Um, no, this is my first yeah, time. Yeah, what do you think? I think it's awesome. F- fancy? Yeah. Yeah? I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I finally made it. There we go. I mean? <laughs> you know? so it's like the uh, real TV studio kind it's of awesome. thing. It's awesome. This setup is, is second to none. Yeah. I mean, you walk in and you look at it, you think you're on the, the Howard Stern show. There we go. You know I mean? He's got nothing on me, that Howard Stern. Can nah, we get money, some right? hot girls already in a Sibian on the show? That's, yeah. what, that's what Howard Stern does. Really? Yeah. Okay. We could do that. We could do it. Uh, we had you on before with Pure Soul, which we're going to smoke in the next hour, but... Today, and, and we did this last year, it was a contender for the Cigar of the Year. And I'll tell you, it was the most surprising cigar to everybody because at the beginning of it, it was, well, I don't even know what this is or whatever, until they lit it up. And then their eyes opened up wide, and they said, oh, my God. And then they started buying them, and uh, not a winner, but a contender. And I think it's a great cigar. Barry, tell us about the cigar we're going to smoke. Well, today's first cigar is the King's Treasure, and it's manufactured in the Dominican Republic for pure soul. The size is a 5x50 Robusto, and it features an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper with a secret binder and fillers known only to the king himself. Here we go. It is part of the Cigar Authority Care Package, and a single cigar will set you back $7.69, while a box of 20 is $135.99, which is a savings of almost $18, or 12% off the box price, at twoguyscigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. So it's like the Colonel's special spices, the secret spices from the Colonel, but the king knows the ingredients in here. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and <laughs> if I tell you, I'm going to have to kill you. Yeah, so, so please, I don't want to know. Uh, but I do want to know the second band on this, Selection Number 7. Yeah. Uh, originally, when... I was working on the blend. Um, we had narrowed it down to seven different blends out of, <coughs> I don't know, 15, 16. Yeah. You know how it is. Sure. You know, blending a cigar takes time. And uh, out of the seven blends, I chose the seventh. Yeah. Which happens to be the number seven. All right. You know. And uh, so we said, you know, in case we have to go back to some of the other blends that I liked, uh, let's just... Uh, 
make sure that we keep that number seven too. And it is a lucky number seven too. There we so. go. There we go. And there's a Maduro version of this also. It's coming out. We're working on it. Uh, I'm still not uh, satisfied. So. Yeah, just going to keep trying until, keep trying until yeah. I find that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. you got one shot of making a first impression, right? Make, make yeah, I mean, you know, I, I can come out with, with anything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, you know, I, I, don't, I don't operate that way. All right. All right, let's give it a cut and light, see what it's all about. This is part of the care package, so we got about 1,000 people smoking along with us. So uh, it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo, the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo... Cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lower them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Cold drawer. The hunk of burning love. Lightly toasted rye bread with the caraways, caraway seeds and a hint of butter. Mm. <laughs> Are you one of those guys, Robert Wright? Well, first off, he lights up without even uh, <laughs> tasting the, the cold draw. Well, he's done it thousands of times. I've done it many sure. times, so I know what it tastes like. Oh, you, right. you've had this cigar before. Absolutely. It's not my first time. Is it the rye bread with the caraway seeds? Nah. No, not at all? Nah. All right, Jonathan, what is it? If he's wrong, that means you must be right. It's got a little sweetness to it. I would uh, equate the sweetness to... There's a little vanilla, like a good French vanilla ice cream, a little creaminess, no rye bread, no caraway seeds. Did you hit your head this morning? A little French vanilla ice cream? A little French, uh, yeah. with a little cinnamon. Um, Ed Sullivan's got himself muted over there for some reason. A little, little nutty. The show's a little nutty. All right. Uh, <laughs> We're going to light our cigar today with the Vertigo Intimidator. The Vertigo Intimidator features four jets, a color-changing flame, the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. And for today's show, if you flip it upside down, it looks a little bit like a saxophone. There we go. It's You'll the see Vertigo why. Intimidator. $24.99. Don't be intimidated. You certainly won't be by the price, $24.99. But I like the red flame it does so I can actually uh, be outside and use this. Twenty four cool. ninety nine. Great, great lighter. Okay, so now we're getting some flavor. And the idea of this cigar was a little more beefier than you would you would think looking at it. Yeah. Um, generally, Connecticut say cigars are blended with the mild flavor profile. Mm -hmm. um, and in my opinion, um, many of the Connecticut Say cigars have a tendency of not being as complex. As and and they have the a bitter component to them often. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's well, this is Ecuador, anyway. Ecuador right? and Connecticut. Yeah, yeah. Now, I find that the Ecuador and Connecticut wrapper has a little more character to mm. it. You know, it's uh, sweet and spicy. Yeah, at the same a little time. less of that bitter component. Yeah. yeah. Like, that I happen to like, but there's and a little less one. It has. To it. In my opinion, a little more body than the USA Connecticut. Uh, USA Connecticut are great, great rappers. Um, you know, people have different preferences. It's a very uh, uh, silky-looking rapper, the uh, Connecticut, um, USA Connecticut. But the Echo Dern Connecticut has a little more slight, a little bite, a uh, little sweet. Um, you know, it's a little more complex in itself. So I, I prefer that uh, for, for this project. And I wanted to, to it to be a little more uh, uh, 
have a little more body and flavor, yeah. full flavor. So the combination of the uh, 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 tobacco used uh, gives it a little more diverse nuances. I, of, yeah, of, I'd say it's a yeah. medium body cigar. Yeah, I'll be wrong again, but I'm getting a butterscotch dum dum. <laughs> <laughs> you are what you eat, buddy. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with a butterscotch dum dum. Definitely has a sweet uh, finish on the tongue. No, it is. I, I can't really shit on Barry too much. For that, one. That, was, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty spot on. Yeah, really. But it's got. It takes yeah. a dum dum to know a dum dum. I agree one hundred percent with Barry. <laughs> yeah. I do not. Yeah, I, this is. Why isn't everybody smoking this? This is, you know, at, at the beginning of it, as I, as I say, we had this as a contender for the Cigar of the Year. I don't think we've ever had so many people bash the cigar before smoking the cigar and completely turn around afterwards. With apologies. Yeah, because a lot of people look at Connecticut Shade and they have determined right off the bat they don't like it. Very much like when people look at a Maduro and they go, oh, that's going to be too strong. Yeah, exactly. You can't judge a book by its cover. You really should smoke it. I've never seen a cigar so much like that, that there was so, you know, what's with this and a Connecticut thing and a mild cigar, and then they smoke the cigar and they go, I'm sorry. We've got apology letters and stuff from us and and, and votes for it and everybody saying, wow, they were blown away with it. Uh, I think the packaging is beautiful. The cigar is great and everything, and it's going to be a little more beefy than you're going to imagine, but loaded with flavors. Uh, I don't know about the dum dum or whatever, but <laughs> there's a lot of flavor. Ha- there's happening. a lot going on. Yeah, it's, your palate may be a little. It's not your grandfather's Connecticut, oh. Oh, right? Because right. you're only eating the one meal a day, so you're not activating your palate. No, I'm, I think I'm sharper than ever. <laughs> hey, Jimbo, give me a cannoli here, please. Here we go cannolis. We got, we got cannolis in the building, by I'm the start, way. I'm starting to forget what certain things taste like. It, it, it's it struggles real. Yeah. Nah, I'm past it. It's over now. Uh, so, what was the idea behind the cigar? Who are you going after? What do you? What do you? Um, who's your competitor on this, or who's your your ideal customer for this? Well, in terms of the competitor, I'm. I I don't. Uh, my philosophy is I'm my own competitor. I don't try to compete. So, I want to go back into your history that you started over 30 years ago. You were with Swisher. Yes. You were with Camacho in the early days when Camacho started up. You were with Davidoff as the national sales guys right. for a year and year. And the Continental Cigar Company. Yes, yep. Yeah. And um, then you have gone a few years ago on your own, on say, own. And, yeah. and here we go. So you, you've been on all aspects, on, on the um, domestic market, on the ultra-premium market, um, as the national sales guy for Davidoff across the country. Right. Um, you know, I would say this is going to be – it's the ultra-premium cigar – but it's not priced like the ultra-premium cigar. No, what I found out, um, when you're new in the game, uh, you, have a, you have a choice to come out with a super high-end, dressed-up product. Yeah. And uh, market it as limited boutique. Or come out with a high-end quality cigar at an affordable price to kind of make a statement and, and, mm. and, and get it out there more so than to a, a limited amount of folks. And that was the goal with the price point. And also, um, after being involved in the industry for a while, you know, you smoke and understand uh, different companies' philosophies and styles of blending and use of tobacco and understanding consumers' uh, taste buds vary. 
And uh, I never had, uh, or at to this point, uh, Connecticut Shades to go on my portfolio. And I wanted one uh, to complement what I already had because uh, I predominantly only had uh, three Q, uh, excuse me, Cuban, huh? I wish. Um, Honduran blends. Yeah. Um, uh, made uh, to Christian Eroa's uh, factory and farms in Honduras. Sure. I love his Corojo. And then I also uh, included a Nicaraguan blend. And I said, you know, something is missing in the portfolio because you have a lot of consumers that still enjoy a light shade cigar. Yeah, it's only about 80%. Yeah, why, how about uh, that? Why not start with a Connecticut knowing that that is the market? You, you knew from Davidoff that you were selling lots of Baccarat. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Lots. Yeah. Griffin, Davidoff. Um, you know, it was different when you were with Camacho because it was a different company and they were in the, although they built a big company on a on full body platform, but the, the big stuff is, is the mild stuff that ends up selling. Yeah. It, it just seemed like, as you know, uh, being in an industry for as long as we have, you know, there have been several trends. Yeah. And I, I felt that the trend at the moment when I, uh, made a decision to introduce a cigar was basically a Nicaraguan trend. Yeah. It was pretty hot. Yep. Not necessarily uh, the Connecticut shade. So, a little Nicaraguan in here? Oh, I definitely have some yeah. Nicaraguan. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some organic Dominican, ah. which gives it that sweet note that you taste. All right. You know, and some quality tobacco from some reputable farmers that uh, uh, sell cigar, I mean, sell tobacco to damn near everybody that mm. uses Dominican. Okay. You know, people think that tobacco, quality tobacco, is exclusive to a particular company, but that's not true. Right. It's all about relationships. Sure. And uh, this uh, cigar uses quality tobacco from some reputable companies yeah. that uh, supply, you know, all the big guys. Okay. Is yeah. the reason why someone would come out or start out of the gate with something fuller bodied that there's less monogamy when it comes to the fuller bodied market? Those guys tend to bounce around. So do you have a better shot of getting someone to try your cigar and maybe performing the, the brand switch? Well, yes and no. Uh, full, see, the, a, lot of, a lot of folks don't understand the difference between full body, full flavor, and full strength, right? They think they do, but they don't. Um, I, I try to get to the full flavor profile first. And then I target the strength to be medium because I want everyone to be able to. Exactly. Yeah. If it's too mild, you're going to exclude yourself from the guys that like, or the women that like a full strength, medium to full. Body is a perception of how the smoke feels in, in your palate. Uh, I particularly like medium plus body, but not, I know everyone doesn't. Mm. So I try to take that in consideration and try to get... Full flavor involved in my blends, specifically this one, but all of the others. Uh, medium to milder body, because uh, I like the sensation of the smoke in my palate. And medium strength. So really, it's, it breaks down into very much like wine. If you have a white wine and a full-bodied cab, they're going to have the same amount of strength as far as the alcohol. A glass of wine is a glass of wine across the board. But when you get the mouthfeel on the white wine, you might get a little fruitier note. You might get a little sweetness, less palate engagement. And you know when you take a sip out of that full-bodied cab or dark Merlot, now you've got complete full palate engagement, almost 
almost overpowering flavor-wise. Exactly. So you're shooting for the redder side of yes. of life. Yes. Uh, you know, I want the flavor to be obvious, and I want the body to be neutral or medium sort of, uh, because, you know, from a scientific perspective, people have different taste bud sensors, and that also comes into play with why they prefer a particular type of cigar because it's too intense for them. Yeah. Super sensitive versus, you know, uh, 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 sub-sensitive. Sure. I'm a sub-sensitive guy, you know. Uh, my lemonade's got to have four lemons and, uh, you know, a cup of sugar. My wife wants one lemon and half a cup of sugar. To me, it tastes like water. Well, yeah, to yeah. her, it's, it's perfect. All so right. taking that in consideration, everyone is not going to be the same or have the same perception or, or, or uh, uh, evaluation of, of taste. Yep. So how do you how do you how do you you know um, appease everybody? No, you can't can't right. make everybody happy. So you're not answering the question of <clears throat> who you're going after. But I'm going to tell you. And somebody wrote this into us uh, a week or so ago on the show that we should, um, when we smoke a cigar, try to incorporate whose whose customer this would yeah, be. Yeah. What is what's what cigars it like? like? So. Uh, and I and I know you worked for Davidoff for years. This is the anniversary number three of the Davidoff, which is the fuller bodied of the Connecticut of the Davidoff line. It's this, a good call. this is a uh, little step up from the Diamond Crown, um, with a little more strength, a little more power. That it's so somewhere in between a, a regular Diamond Crown and let's say a Julius Caesar. Somewhere in between. Um, it's Part of the thing is that somebody looks at this. If, if we smoked this blindfolded, I don't think any of us would say this was an Ecuadorian shade cigar. No. No. But, uh, but I think a lot of us might guess that it was Davidoff. Mm. You, know? you would definitely, you would certainly guess that it's in the, in the 12 to $14 price point, mm. I, I think, right out of the gate. Mm. Just it's it's a surprising cigar, and I think it's a good one for a Connecticut guy to go, start going to the next level. So exactly. it's a tweener, right? Yes. So you're a Connecticut guy. You're going to go to it. You know, I think I'm getting going to go for heavier body cigars. Well, let's go to this one first, right. and then from this step, this is an in between step stepping cigar. So um, we talked about um, the industry. Um, of the things that have changed over the years and, and what people like, what do you find of size-wise? Is this, should this be 60 ring gauges? Where, you know, where are you on size-wises of cigars? I like uh, from a 48 to about a 52, preferably. Yeah. Um, what's, what's selling? In the King's Treasure? Yeah. 15 ring gauge, 54 ring gauge, okay. 60, the biggest so size. Yeah. That's what I thought was going to yeah, end yeah. up going because, yeah. you know, you have other brands too. You have bundle brands and you have exactly. all things, and it's, mm -hmm. and it's the big sizes that continue the to go. 60 ring gauge is, is the hottest seller. Yeah. So uh, now, now let's go back 30 years ago, right? Forget it. Nah. <laughs> Forget uh, it. Robusto, Toros, uh, you know. Um, Really, that's it, all you they need were, in a they portfolio. They were selling Panatellas back in yes. the day. Yeah. You, yes. you have a Lonsdale on this, right? There's, yes, there's I a, do. There's an old size, right? It is. I, I wanted something. I mean, I have nothing against Lanceros, um, but hey, I really- Dave has a lot against Lanceros. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not- Nothing against speak. them. They just don't sell. <laughs> yeah, well- They're, You get to look at them for a good yeah, long time. <laughs> it's, it's a nice cigar to have in your portfolio, but I haven't really <clears> met- I see, I, I 
have a tendency of, of asking questions and, and, and listening to consumers and retailers. And I know that Lancero sell in certain places. Yeah. You know, but overall, I didn't find the need to include one. You yeah. Know? But the, yeah, but the, 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 uh, Lonsdale is pretty is, close. Yeah. 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 But it has the, the ability to, to, to do some things with the fillers more so than a Lancero, you know? Yeah. You're able to put things in. Put things in. Yeah. You know, that, that makes it a little, in, in addition to the wrapper flavor yeah. by itself, you got a little plate, you know? Sure. So, little company. Your, your company is small. Small. Organically uh, small. So, uh, is it a family affair? Family affair. And uh, I, I have a good guy out on the road in New England, uh, David Siegel. And uh, I have a social media guy and, and video guy that works with me, uh, uh, Gil, Gil. Gil Dow. You know, the, these are these are like family. Too. I know these guys, yeah. Yeah, they're good guys. And, uh, you know, we're not in any hurry to, to make things happen. Obviously, you know, the, the, the sooner the better. But uh, we believe it's going to happen. They believe it's going to happen. And uh, and we're out there planting the seed, you know, taking baby steps and, you know, staying in our lane. We know I know where I'm at right now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's going to happen. You know, we just uh, we want to make sure that uh, we do everything right. Well, first. we got a thousand people smoking a cigar right now. So hopefully they're going to end up liking it. They're going to go into their brick and mortar store and they're going to ask their brick and mortar retailer who probably doesn't have it because you're not in a whole bunch of places yet. Not yet. And ask them for it. And when they say they don't have it, say, why don't you go get it? Exactly. Uh, my website has the ability to just uh, reach out and, and uh Get in touch with me, yeah, and make a request, and we'll let you know where we can uh, supply you uh, through. Obviously, you know if it's not in a local retailer near yourself uh, where you live at, you know we can get it to you directly through uh, yours truly, two yeah. guys, and a few other places that uh, will be willing to send and supply you. And ask your retailer, your local retailer, man. That really is the key. You want to yeah. make sure you're That's supporting brick and mortar. Because I'm going to tell you what the – and you know like anybody else, what the retailer is saying to you is no one's asking. That's right. So you go before retail and you say, here's my products. Here, try what you think. They smoke it. They're blown away. Oh, my God, it's a great cigar. Phenomenal. Let's look at the price. Oh, my God, it's fantastic for the price, too. But you know something? No one's been asking for it. Right. So what we need is if you're smoking the cigar and you think it's good, go in and ask your retailer. And you know what? It's not even going to cost you anything because you're going to go in there and he doesn't have it anyway. Right. So you're going to say, do you have it? And it's not like you're going to have to go spend the money because he doesn't have it. But he ended up hearing that you liked it. Right. And and this is a great platform to make that happen. And yeah. I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah. Hey, we're here to help. That's my goal, though, is, is for it to happen organically. Yes. Obviously, it, it's from the bottom up and the top down. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, early thoughts here on uh, flavor taste. We The cigar's lit now. Uh, where we're smoking it. Is Do we have that butterscotchy thing still happening? Butterscotch has kind of waned a bit. Yeah, I'm getting faded. more into uh, lemon zest, some white pepper. There's a very pleasant, that subtle sting that you get from the, the zest from the lemon on the back of my palate. Some people would equate that as pepper. A well, I, that I, pepper. I feel like there's a little bit of both. Yeah. There's some white pepper, but there's also that lemon zest. If you uh, like pepper on a cigar, the retrohale, it really shows. The retrohale almost has a, a Nicaraguan feel to it. There's like 
a nice amount of spice. I can taste Nicaraguan tobacco. It's it's here. Yep. That's why I just yeah. questioned him of his secret special spices <laughs> and stuff that he has. This Nicaraguan tobacco. Yeah, I, I can, can taste. taste I yeah. can taste the citric uh, yeah. kind of a lemon like. Uh, All right, he's Jonathan. Look at about. you yeah. mixing the Kool Aid for the guy that makes the cigar. <laughs> this is what right? I do. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I forgot last week to give a shout out to my buddy George, who is uh, a distributor for a bakery that no one's ever heard of. Because he supplies some big, big chains, and he left us a sample of uh, I saw them of bread, and we made pizza, and it was exceptional. So, George, sorry I forgot to give you the shout out last week, but I'm remembering this week. I saw it. You can hide that stuff when it's around. I try to, to lay it all. No, try it. It was all over the counter. You it's had like, you had to leave your office. I did. It I was tucked around the, the back. back. You didn't <laughs> have to go looking yeah. in the cabinet. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, Robert Wright has another brand where uh, he matches up his love for cigars with his love for music. We'll talk about that, and Robert will play a little for us. Serenade us, if you will. We're live in the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. To some, tradition is a catchphrase. To us, it's a guiding light. For there can be no great future without reverence for the past. Hammer and Sickle Tradition Series cigars are handmade, employing only time-honored methods. Meticulously crafted of individually selected tobaccos, Tradition Series is a blend of three-year-aged Dominican Viso and Lijero, all finished inside a breathtaking five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. Tradition Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta. The Romeo y Julieta love story with a bold and modern twist. America's favorite love story takes on a modern zeal with this A.J. Fernandez collaboration. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta, crafted in Esteli, Nicaragua, is a contemporary take on the rich and robust profile of the Romeo by Romeo collection. This exceptional premium offering employs an aged San Andreas wrapper, considered one of the most flavorful leaves used in today's premium cigar market. Handcrafted in Nicaragua by cigar master A.J. Fernandez. Full-flavored, dressed in a stunning San Andreas wrapper. Rich in bold profile with notes of dark chocolate, spice, and licorice. And available in four sizes, Robusto, Toro, Pyramid, and Short Magnum. Competitively priced under $10. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta. The Romeo y Julieta love story with a bold and modern twist. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lining up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. 
Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Kristoff was pissed off, I was surprised. Kristoff cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Kristoff is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Kristoff cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Kristoff is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10 count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the Pissed Off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. I want to tell you about my friend Hochi Blanco, a fourth-generation Dominican cigar maker known for growing tobacco and producing highly acclaimed cigars for other people. As some things stay the same, other things have to change. Finally, Hochi's factory, Tobacalera Palmer, has produced the cigar that not only belongs to the factory, but pays homage to the cigar rolling room known as La Galera. The La Galera Connecticut blend is special, using an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper surrounding a Dominican blend of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and a varietal that Hochi named T112. With the exception of the wrapper, Hochi grows all of the La Galera tobaccos himself and carefully watches over every step. The flavor, smooth, but still offering plenty of flavor in all sizes, paying homage to the people and tools used in the factory. Now for the amazing part. La Galera, Connecticut has a suggested retail price ranging from $4.95 to $6 and has been awarded the Cigar of the Year by the Cigar Authority. La Galera, Connecticut, creating their own version of the Connecticut cigar because they demand more. This is Christian Eroa from CLE, Asylum, and Eroa. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we are back with Robert Wright. We're smoking King's Treasure. This is one of his two cigars that uh, he has out in the market. Well, he actually has a few more because he, he does a lot of low-priced bundle brands, too. Uh, Pura Soul is the name of the company, right? Yes, sir. That's the name of the company. And why is it Pura Soul? What is the, what is the thing of Pura Soul? Well, when I was coming up with the name for the company, I wanted something that, identif- that I can identify with but was true and honest and uh I have a, a passion for music. I've been involved in music since I was 13, 12 years old. Yeah. And uh, 
the word soul. Uh, it means a lot to me. S O U L, not S O L. Soul from the heart. Yep. It it you know the definition of that to me is something that's pure and honest and pure and honest, pure soul. So when you you know you go through the list of names that are available sure uh which was very good of you to do yeah. a lot of people don't do that <laughs> it's very it. very expensive um they uh it was easier to combine a spanish and english word together and uh pura uh, in spanish means pure yeah and uh soul uh kind of uh it just it, it represents you know who i am and my philosophy about we go. how I go uh, how i go about things you know and so your first line that you came out with was a brand named after the company? Yeah, Pure Soul Nicaragua. It's uh, my first blend from Nicaragua. And uh, uh, through Christian's relationship, I was able to get it uh, made in a factory that he does business with. Yeah. Christian Iroh. Sure. Mm-hmm. And we heard him at the bumper uh, coming in, in there. And he's the guy that um, originally with the Camacho brand uh, brought that alive uh, before selling the selling the brand off. But you worked for him back yes. in the 90s? No, in, uh, uh, to, I think, 200, uh, 2004, I think. Okay. I started That's when you started. All right. Yeah, I think it's two. Yeah. Sal was there? Sal Fontana. Sal Fontana. The All guru. Right. Okay. You know what I mean? Did he bring you in? Uh, he was there when I was interviewed. Yeah. And he was a sweetheart. And uh, I loved him the first time I met him. And um, he, unfortunately, you know, is not with us now. Yes, yes. He, I've learned a lot from him, though. Uh, that's the first time I met you was in his office. I yeah. You remember that? I remember. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I remember you gave us a good order, too, that day. Yeah, okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'd come, I'd go down in January, and there you were, and you were the new guy. Of, That's right. You were the new guy there, but you were not a new guy in the cigar industry. No, no, yeah. no. I was with Intercontinental Cigar Company prior to working with Christian, and I was with them for Al Capone's. Al Capone. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I was instrumental in introducing that line. Wow. In in the United States, um, we uh, Swisher Swisher monster had, to that. To yes, this to this day, the yeah. little cigarillos were yeah. not uh, something that were was popular by. Uh, American standards. You yeah. Know, we like big cigars. But uh, that cognac flavor stuff uh, cut through and people enjoyed it. Yeah. And it's still selling well. Okay. And um, so uh, you play the saxophone. Yes. Yes. Every and, chance I get. Yeah. Know. And you you're, you got a gig actually Sunday. Sunday in Mount Vernon. Um, put together a little jazz uh, uh, ensemble performance. Yeah. 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 It, can people go to this? Yeah, it's outdoors free. It's some sort of uh, annual festival that they do outdoors, and they're putting together the stage uh, probably today. Really? Mount Vernon, New York. Mount Vernon, New York, New York, and Westchester. And West, and Westchester. And Westchester County. All right. Maybe, maybe we get a whole bunch of cigar people to go there. <laughs> it's outdoors. Can they smoke cigars outdoors? Well, you can, but uh, you know how people are sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it's in Vermont. Yeah. My guess is probably not. No, New, no, York. New York. Oh, New, New York. 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 I'm sorry. New York. Mount Vernon, New York. Yeah. Yeah. So wouldn't that be something? A whole bunch of uh, I'd love you to do that. Go up and say hi if you you, you got to take a break, right? I'm if sure. it's New York, it's definitely not allowed. Outdoors, that's New York Still, City. Once yeah, you get outside yeah. of New York City, public, it's a public little... places is you know really yeah man. You can smoke, but you can't exhale. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna swallow it. Yeah, down. I like to see that happen. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> okay, so serenade us a little bit, and I, I know um, Ed's got a little uh, background music for you to, yeah, to jump in. We can let with. it warm up a little. I'll get a level, and then we'll dive uh, into all that. All right. So the, the cigar industry is full of people in the music business. There's such a cross. 
uh, pollination between the two. Uh, why is that? I don't know. I don't know what it is. I think there's an art form on both, and you can appreciate the finer things in life. And one is great music. Um, so uh, let's do it. Yeah, just do a little warm up, a little warm up, a little blues. Uh, oh, nice. Background. Yeah. How about that? Sure. Let me hear something. You want to just go dive right go in? Ed. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, let me hear some background. I'll, I'll, I'll go right ahead. Ad lib something on it. He's got it. This goes good with the cigar, right? It's great. <laughs> Loving this. sacks here. Basically writing the song, huh? Yeah, it's just you're writing a song as you're going on. But you're listening to that. You've never heard this before, and you say, "Okay, let me play along." But you don't know it. Don't know it. It's just uh, trying to find the key on the spur of the moment. It sounds like B flat, so you can. Okay, isn't that nice? Uh, yeah, a little bit like blending that and creating music, creating a cigar blend. You got to find the pulse, the pulse of the tobacco, the pulse of the music. Yeah. So can I can I make a request? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Something that I know to it, see if you know how to play. Uh, so I'm gonna go obscure and I'm gonna go with the Flintstones. Meet the Flintstones. Uh, let me see. <laughs> Town of Bedrock, <laughs> a place right out of history. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's great. Yeah, yeah something you like that. It, you got it. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Yeah. Do you have any idea how difficult it is not to ash in that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Got my own portable ashtray right here in the bell. 
What time is the event at Mount Vernon? We got somebody asking for the time. Uh, I think it's uh, somewhere between 3 and 4 o'clock. Do you know the park that it's at? Well, I think it's going to be on 3rd Street. Uh, but it, Mount Vernon is very small. Yes. So if you get into Mount Vernon and... Uh, you hear music. Yeah, yeah. You, you drive towards Thursday. Flash mob, right? Wouldn't yeah. it be something if thousands of people turn out? Yeah, there'll be a lot yeah. of uh, roadblocks, and I guess, you know, that's where it'll you, be. You know. That's awesome. So what kind of music do you listen to when you're smoking cigars? Do you do, you do that? It's like... It's like uh, it's like a humidor, you know, like when you open up the humidor, you say, what kind of cigar what, what do, do you, you feel like? What do you feel like? I, I love all kinds of music. Um, you know, there's two types, right? There's good and bad. Yeah. Uh, I love improvisation. So jazz uh, allows that uh, uh, part of uh, being a musician. Yeah. As opposed to just reading the music or playing sure. the music by itself and finishing. It kind of allows the uh, musician to create his own musical statement. It's a jam, basically. On a spur of the moment. Yeah. You know? But it's, it, it, has, it has rules. Yeah, there's roots in, in music theory. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And rhythmic rules, uh, uh, theoretic rules, um, uh, you know, melodic rules, and you got to put that together. So you kind of throw yourself in, in, in a place where you, you got to Deal with the uncomfortabilities. So there's a saying: you got to learn to become comfortable in being uncomfortable. Yeah. And do you sh would you show up at some place and get up with guys you never played before, and you'd be able to fit right in? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's amazing. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Have I mean, you ever just shown up with your saxophone and gone up on stage without permission and just start playing along with the band? No, you, you I recommend know. doing that tonight. No, so those are those, those are one of those rules, yeah, right? You, yeah, you don't you just don't walk up on somebody's gig. I mean, you know, you yeah. kind of look and, and hope that they'll call you up and and then you know. Uh, hey, I brought my hey, sax. Hey, the guy with the sax in the in the yeah. second row over here. Yeah, I mean, because they want to know if you can play. I mean, they don't yeah. want you to you know make a fool out of yourself and them at the you, same yeah. time. So it's uh you know you just gotta. How how about with the Cuban roots and stuff? You ever get into that type of music? Oh, I love I love Latin Latin music, Cuban music. Uh, Cuban jazz is like uh, yeah. top of the line. When I went to Cuba, one bar to the next bar, music's playing, and I just couldn't believe the first group that's playing. I go to the next one; they're even better than the last one, and so musically, it's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you get the the African. Rhythmic uh, roots are still there. The culture is still yeah. there in Cuba. And then you get the Latin uh, influence from Cuba, you know. Yeah. Um, and then the whole improvisation thing. When that yeah. you, you, you fuse those things together, and you have some high-profile music coming. Yeah. Know? And speaking of culture, you are from where? I was born in Costa Rica, Central Costa America. Costa Rica. Central America. Yeah. And came to the United States in 1964. And... Uh, into a place that was pretty, pretty uh, wild at that time. Well, compared to Costa Rica, right? In oh, absolutely. Nowhere man. and quiet and everything, and you come into the big city, right? Listen, let me tell you how it was. Get off the plane with my brothers, two brothers, and my mom. My dad was already here. Costa Rica now, listen, you wake up, you just got little hummingbirds flying around, weather's beautiful, and trees, and all kinds of wild animals. Like you see in the zoo, sure. you see them like, like walking pigeons around. and squirrels yeah. walking around. <laughs> hey, monkey, how you doing? You know, no, hey, you look at that parrot. So we, we uh, get picked up from JFK, and it was snowing. Never seen snow Never in my seen, life. Yeah. Six years old, oh, sweat, what's going on? Yeah. Stuff falling down from the skies. 
into the South Bronx. Wow. In 64. Right. Rough. Before the fires burnt it down. Yeah. 41st uh, precinct, Fort Apache. That's that's the area that I And were you speaking English? Spanish. You were speaking Spanish. You walked in. Which made it even more difficult. Yeah. Because you had, you know, you had divisions. You know, you had Spanish folks there and, you know, black and regular on this side. It was crazy. And and, and not a big uh, Costa Rican population. Not at all. No. We we grew up in the the area where it was predominantly just black southerners. Okay. So here I am speaking Spanish. Yeah. And I was like, oh, sweat. Yeah. Where you from? Costa Rica. Puerto Rico? No, Costa Rica. What's that? What's that? Where yeah. you from? I said, man, I'm Panamanian. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, with a hat. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Wow. You know? Wow. And did, did you, your whole adult life in the cigar industry? Uh, for the most part, uh, let me say, I started in late 70s working uh, for a cigarette company, American okay. Tobacco. American company. Tobacco. That was my first outside yeah. sales job. And then from there, I went to uh, Gerber Baby Foods. Oh, my. Really? Yeah. For two years as a sales rep. Okay. You know, I like the idea with the company cars and being out in the field, you know, doing your thing for the company. Yeah. And then from that, I went to U.S. Tobacco. Yeah. Smokeless division. All right. Hey, uh, well, I didn't like it, you know, chewing tobacco on sure. and trying to sample that stuff back in the days when they allowed you to. Right. Nobody wanted to sample chewing tobacco. I know, right? And the area they had me. Like, get that away from me. Yeah. And then uh, I was, went to Swisher for nine and a half years. And uh, Do you remember what your first premium cigar was? I uh, don't know the brand. It was uh, uh, right during the end of the cigar boom. And they had, we went to a sales meeting and they had some premium cigar that we were sampling. They, they were sampling. Of Swisher. Swisher Premium. Yeah, Swisher Premiums. There was such a thing as Swisher Premiums. Yeah. It was Optimo Premiums. <coughs> if you remember Optimo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they yeah. Had Optimo had a premium. Yeah, but I was working with the Martin Brothers division of Swisher, which is all premium. We had Pleiades. Oh. We had Penamils. Remember Pleiades? From Canary, from Canary, Canary Island. Islands, yeah. Yeah, that Panamil. was a great smoke. Yeah. And I fell in love with it. I think it was the uh, Penamils uh, cigar that, yeah. I, that I loved. I love Pleiades. Whatever yeah. happened to that brand? Uh, Boy, that was a top. I think JR has it. Oh, really? Yeah, I think they Boy, have. at one time, that was a cigar that was made and then sent to France or something. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. amazing. France or Spain, one of the Yeah. Two. Amazing what uh, um, has, has changed in all these years, right? Yeah, man. I mean, you couldn't give away a cigar back uh, early on in the 80s. Yeah. It was tough. Yeah. I mean, the, the most popular selling cigar in New York at that time was Tiamo's. Tiamo, yeah, Mexican, Tiamo's, right? Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, you know, Macanudo came on the scene and the cigar boom, you know, just opened up. Beautiful. Okay, so how can uh, a retailer out there f- that is going to hear it now because our, our flash mob is going to go into stores yeah. and start asking for Pure Soul and King's Treasure and say, do you have it? And they're going to say no. <coughs> now the retailer, how are they going to end up finding you? Well, the web, our website is uh, puresoulcigar.com. And okay. on the web, in the website, there's a sec- section where you can reach us. And we'll get back to you with the uh, location and, and, and how you can get the cigars. Uh, direct, if you know, but the retailer can go there. Yeah, also, the retail a retailer can go, go there. We don't sell directly to the retailer, but we can. We no, you sell directly to the retail. You know, we sell, sell direct. Uh, excuse me, we yeah. don't sell direct to the consumers, but to the retailers. And what we can do then is, is just, uh, you know, follow up with the conversation, set you up directly, and supply you from Miami. You know, the warehouse that we have is in Miami. And how do they pure soul spell that? P U R A, first word, second word, S O U L, pure soul cigars. 
dot com. Dot com. Okay. And that's where they're going to find it. And yeah. that's what we're going to ha- ask our listeners to please do. Right. And see if we can get a little bump. That's get right. the Cigar Authority bump, we like to call that, and see yes, if, if things can move on. Uh, in the next hour, and, and you're going to go back on the floor and sell, but we're going to smoke this green label Pure Soul. What's this? That's the Puro Authentic First Generation Corojo made by Christian Eroa's uh, factory and farm in Honduras. It's an awesome uh, Cigar, uh, and I don't take, I'm not a fan of Puros. Yeah. Because I sometimes believe it's not as complex as, you know, blending it with other But tobacco. when you add their Corojo, which is the best in the that world. That Corojo is, is it, it's very complex in itself. Yeah. And uh, that 30% uh, uh, Corojo Ligero that's in there oh. adds another level of flavor to it. We got a big nice. ring gauge here. What size is that's this? That's a 64 by 7. That's probably as big as I would want to, you know. <laughs> it's bigger than I want, but we're going to smoke it yeah, anyway. Yeah. Um, and y- your prices are great. Um, the cigars are great. And you're a little guy that can use some help. So uh, hopefully uh, everybody jumps in and does that. I hope Jump you're in. Good. And as far as the consumers, they can uh, uh, be directed to uh, someone that can supply them directly. Two guys can yep. be uh, oh, please, yeah. Of supplying it, as we like to say, if your brick and mortar retailer doesn't carry it, we'll, right. we'll, please come to twoguyscigars.com. But try to get your brick and mortar retailer to carry it, they'll do good. If they're looking for a boutique cigar, or you're the guy, right? And uh, if you start doing enough business with them or something, you end up coming to their store exactly. and you play a little, little at Christmas time one year. You came in and we played Christmas yeah. music, it was awesome. I'd rather support each retailer, uh, that's you know, supporting me, um, you know. Providing a schedule uh, I can accommodate, I love that, you know. All right. Ed, play a little uh, background music on the way out, and we'll have uh, Robert play us out. And um, uh, we are going to take a break, and when we come back, the vape industry is under attack. Should the cigar industry be worried? Are we next? Again, I wrote a little article on this this week, and... uh, to celebrate the discovery of tobacco and cigars with Columbus Day, and we're going to talk about that when we come back. We're live from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Be right back. Solera was born. The Solera method of aging has been used for centuries in the making of wine, sherry, brandy, and rum. The method mixes different vintages, allowing them to age together. For aging room Solera, Raphael takes several tobacco vintages and puts them in bales, where they age together for another 12 to 18 months. This allows the tobaccos to marry for a longer period of time. At the end of the aging process, Aging Room Solera becomes a balanced and complex cigar with a fantastic price point. 
Aging Room Solera will have you calling for an encore. In a time where humidors are overflowing and retailer shelves are on the verge of buckling, there is one brand that stands out amongst the rest. Serino Cigar Company offers four distinct blends. The Connecticut, Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX, all aged to perfection. Crafted at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, each artfully crafted blend comes to life by the experienced hands of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Serino. To create this masterpiece, a combination of hand-selected filler tobaccos from the fertile soils of Esteli and Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a luxurious wrapper leaf to bring you an endlessly complex and majestic experience. A post-roll aging process of two additional years allows the blend to marry, creating unmistakable and ever-changing tasting notes that tantalize the palate, leaving you anticipating each and every drop. Visit SerenoCigars.com for a list of retailers, and you can always find Sereno Cigars available online at TwoGuysCigars.com. Sereno, a majestic cigar aged to perfection. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world. From exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of Cigar Science Basics, this is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast, or better yet, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine, Cigar Journal, available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's CigarJournal.com. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th Anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th Anniversary as the Decade on Steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. The La Galera Habano uses a classic wrapper on a staple cigar for a classy company. Hi there, this is David Garofalo of the Cigar Authority, and I want, no, no, I need to tell you about La Galera Habano. The La Galera Habano is an authentic cigar elaborated with the hands of the best cigar rollers of Tobacalera Palma in the Dominican Republic. Blended around an outstanding, flavorful Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, the Dominican-grown Corojo binder, and the filler made up of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and Peloto Oro, creating a medium to full-bodied, 
attractively consistent in aromatic smoke that envies no other. I love this cigar. Have you tried La Galera Habano yet? Well, what are you waiting for? Available at Better Cigar Shops worldwide is La Galera Habano. The wait is over. La Galera Habano. Justo and his father, Julio Eiroa, are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa tobacco farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family center company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. Hi, this is Tony Serino. And this is Carson Serino. From Serino Cigars. You are listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we're back with our number two. And there is a war on tobacco, and it continues in a big way, just one mile from where we are right now. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. Uh, just putting down the King's Treasure. I got a little bit left of this. I'm going to save it for later, maybe the after show. There you go. Because we got these bombs down. Well, I don't which know. Last us hours. I don't know that we'll be able to finish this. You might have enough cigar left over in this for the after show. I'm sure. I'm sure. I don't know if I want to continue to smoke this. <laughs> you know, there's such a thing for me. Why are you going to judge a book by its cover? We just spent an hour telling people not to do that, and here you are poo pooing this cigar. But there's such a thing as too much of a good thing. And this appears, appears, and, and that appeared also to be very light, and it wasn't. This appears to be too much of a good thing for me. Um, authentic Corojo, uh, Lajero, high, high primings that are in here. This is set for me not to be my perfect cigar, right? <laughs> yeah. Size-wise, strength-wise. Let, let us say it's not in your wheelhouse. Yeah. Till we we till don't I know do. that. He hasn't smoked it yet. I have never smoked this size. I've smoked this blend before, and I like it very much, but never to this size. And Are you nervous because bigger cigars are stronger? <laughs> yes. No, it'd be Do you smaller. hear Barry just say yes? I, I didn't hear him because... My, my mic is off. There, oh, there we, we go. go. There we go. <laughs> It's all mixed up because we added the, music, know, the music it, element. You got it, messed up today. It screwed me up. It is. Um, I, I think the main event went well, though, yes. which was him playing Yes, along. it did. All right. <clears throat> uh, tell us about this, Barry. What do you know? Well, today's second cigar is the Pure Soul Honduran, and it's manufactured in Honduras for Pure Soul. The size we're lighting up is a 7x64, and it's a Honduran Puro featuring authentic first-generation Corojo tobacco. A single cigar will set you back $9.89, while a box of 20 is $174.99, which is a savings of almost $23 or 12% off the box price on twoguyscigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. 
That's the number two, guyscigars.com. Under $10. This is a lot of cigar for under $10. Yeah. Look at the, the wrapper. What would you say? It's a Honduran wrapper because it's a Puro. It's Honduran. I think, uh, Jonathan, you grabbed the Maduro. It's, it's, it's uh, a lighter Maduro than most this, Maduros. Uh, this is the Corojo. Okay. Right. Yeah, this is the Corojo. And it's very toothy, almost sandpaper toothy. Uh, let's give it a cut and light. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo, the brand. While all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. Pumpernickel. Again. Isn't that what you said last time? No, last time was rye bread. Oh, rye bread. And you put the two of them together, you got the marble rye. Let me just paint a picture. <laughs> Barry Stein had breakfast this morning. <laughs> And his toast of choice was rye bread. Yeah. No, it was uh, whole wheat. So there goes that theory. I'm going to go start? with... You're not far off, though. Really? No, yeah. it really isn't. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's bread-like. Oh, man, this is a big cigar. That's 64. Maiden name. That's his maiden it's a full name. inch. Full inch across. A ring gauge is one sixty-fourth of an inch. This is a sixty-four ring gauge, so it's exactly one Oof. inch across on the base. Doesn't feel all that big. Not for you. <laughs> you, just came, you just came back from. Uh, Thanks, buddy. Dan you just came back from the dancing thing, right? We're gonna light our cigar today with the Vertigo Intimidator. The Vertigo Intimidator features four jets, a color-changing flame, the patented Vertigo big-ass tank, an easy adjustment wheel, and for today. If you flip it upside down, it looks like a saxophone. And it still lights upside down. All for $24.99. That's the Vertigo Intimidator. Try lighting that upside down. Still well, lights. No, but light it. Upside, try lighting Why this, would yeah. anyone do that? I don't know. <laughs> it's not even a thing. Although, I got to say, it's comfortable. In the there hands. we go. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you it may is. Have, you may have invented something there. There we go. Why would anybody do this? Because you can. Four Jets is the way to go with this cigar. Yeah. It's a big cigar. ring gauge. Too big in my mouth. Ed Sullivan. <laughs> That's what it's, she said. It's gigantic. Are you saying Ed Sullivan is too big in your mouth? <laughs> I'm asking him what he I, thinks. I only got three Jets, so you're going to have to bear with me. Wow, man. And it's it's up there in a couple of notches up, right? At least. Definitely full flavored right now. Mm -hmm. I'm going to reserve judgment on the strength. It is a thicker cigar, so it is going to tend to be stronger because there are more leaves of tobacco. No, there is more Lajero when it comes to this because he said they put it in there. And Barry, the retro hail gets your attention after the other cigar, I think. A lot of spice. A lot of spice. Yeah. Kind of minty, though. Minty fresh? Is that yeah. because of the green band? It is because of the green band. <laughs> yeah. a, little, a little eucalyptus going on. That's why they, they don't use green bands. A lot of companies don't. Huh. I remember during the cigar boom and stuff, it was like a, a You're faux not pas. supposed to do it. No. Yeah. Faux pas. Because do it makes it menthol. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it subconsciously, yeah. There's no doubt about it. If it was a red band, you'd say cinnamon. Cherries. Cherries? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know about cherry on this. But so we know... Um, the Corojo for Aladino and things like that. I know it all too well. What do you think? This is strength-wise halfway between, uh, and, and I'm basing it on this point in the cigar compared to the other points of this, the other cigars. It's halfway between, say, Aladino regular 
and Aladino Corojo Reserve strength-wise and flavor-wise. Yeah, I'll agree. Yeah, it's a little more than a regular Aladino. But it's not. The Reserve, which you love so much, great cigar. Uh, by the way, um, Robert was telling me last night, we came in, had a cigar, and um, he said one of his favorite cigars. It's a great Aladino cigar. Reserve. Yeah. He goes, oh, my God, brought, brought him back. And, you know, he was there at the time uh, with, with Camacho. Uh, unbelievable cigar. But I said, a little too full, though, right? No, perfect, which is what you say, too. But It is too, and, I, and I, I say this to consumers all the time. The cigar, by all accounts, is too strong for me, nicotine-wise. But the flavor on it is so good, I just smoke it slower. I get two hours out of a Robusto. Yeah. Which is, on all other cigars, is a 45-minute smoke. Well, you're going to get four hours of this guy. It's true. I'm loving the retro hell because it's like wintergreen lifesaver. That's because of the green Cover band the band up, up Barrett's. <laughs> Cover the band it's up. Covered. Just stop looking at it. <laughs> it's a wintergreen lifesaver There's on the no retro hail. wintergreen at all. Well, you wouldn't know. You're not retro hailing. You can't. <laughs> Get him a bucket. Can't do it. Not at all. Nothing. <laughs> a little came out. I didn't see any. I felt it. Yeah. It was wintergreen, wasn't it? No. You suck. So, wheat, though, I'll give you a, a, like a honey wheat on the retro. Not a honey. Whole, a honey wheat baguette. Honey. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> but is it toasted? No, no. N- not toasted. <laughs> Actually, a little undercooked. Yeah, it's not even baked. It's just raw dough. <laughs> honey wheat raw dough. Um. So you so, wrote an editorial. I did. I did. Um, Band in Boston, the war against tobacco continues. So one mile over the border, we're in Salem, New Hampshire. One mile over the border is Massachusetts. All the way around us, all our stores, uh, not by accident. Um, and again, I see Massachusetts doing what a reason why I left them in the first place. Um, it, it's so liberal and it's so against business they haven't, they haven't changed one person's behavior, and I can tell you that because our phone calls have quadrupled yeah, with people asking, do we carry this kind of pod, that kind of pod, this kind of vape, vape that stuff. kind of vape. Yeah. They're killing them. They're killed, they've killed a business. They put a four-month ban on vape. You have vape stores that are there. <coughs> now, why does, do, I, do I care? I don't carry vape because they're going to come after us next. This is how it is. This is how it works. So this is why I wrote the editorial. And it happened to be Columbus Day, and there was a whole bunch of people from Massachusetts coming over because it was a holiday for them. But it wasn't Columbus Day. It was Columbus Day, but it was Indigenous People's Day. Columbus you should see Day. if you can get Tom Duggan to run your story in his paper in Massachusetts. Whatever. So uh, how outraged as I, as I was sitting there that day of seeing what's happening and seeing all the people coming in here trying to buy vape and we don't sell vape and stuff, but knowing that the, the poor guy that's got, that used his whole life savings to put a vape store together, he's four months closed. I don't care who you are. I couldn't handle four months closed. It's enough to bankrupt me. So it's going to bankrupt every single one of them. And another week had, has passed, and they haven't made a decision. It's going to be at least four months. 
Do you stay on? Whatever it takes, use all your available funds to survive through the four months because then it's gonna, you, you'll be able to open the store. You don't know if you'll be able to open the store. Right. So it started this editorial. It's Columbus Day, a day to celebrate the discovery of tobacco and cigars and a day to discover why there is a war against tobacco. A few weeks ago, the governor of Massachusetts, Charlie Baker, placed a four-month ban on all vaping products in response to the popularity of e-cigarettes and after nine people died in Massachusetts from a mysterious illness. A mysterious illness. So the decision was to kill the vape. Was it a problem with vape? Maybe, maybe not. But either way, it's gone for now. At the same time, New York and Michigan banned flavored vape, which they believe has attracted children, despite the fact that there is a law against children buying it already. And it's illegal for people under the age of 21 to purchase it. Despite that, they banned it. Some politicians are already arguing maybe the ban has not gone far enough. This is the problem that happens. It keeps continuing and escalating at that point if you allow this type of thing to happen. The ban has already put thousands of mom-and-pop retailers out of business and bankrupting others. And the facts are not in. Out of business for just selling a legal product that has not proved to be harmful. This is just the first step to wipe out vape and not the first, and not the first step to wipe out tobacco and everything associated with it. So what does that have to do with a blog on cigar smoking? I put this on the CigarAuthority.com blog. Uh, I believe it's a war on tobacco, and it's been going on for a long time. Tobacco products emerged in 1492 when discovered by Columbus in the New World, seeing the Taino Indians sitting in religious circles called Cohiba with rolled up tobacco leaves offering prayers to their tribal leader, the Behike, who then offered their prayers and smoke signals to their god, the goddess Atabe. Columbus took back the tobacco to Spain and began the fascination in the acceptance of tobacco around the world. That's how it all started. With tobacco popularity came money. And with money began the bans, and none bigger than back in Boston, Massachusetts, which is where this all started. The first band in America was in Boston in 1632, when smoking in public places was banned. And by 1646, it was illegal to smoke outdoors unless you were at least five miles away from any town. Five miles away from a town, pretty hard to do. Would you have to go in the ocean? I don't know, but that's what they did. Then in 1840, they felt the band has not gone far enough. Again, right back to what they're saying today. And Boston banned smoking altogether. It was just banned everywhere. This was something the Nazi party years later would implement under Adolf Hitler, and it was another way to control people. The ban on tobacco began catching on until someone came up with the idea to tax it. Then all the bans went away, and the popularity of tobacco grew dramatically with the invention of the cigarette in 1865. Cigarette-making machines were introduced in 1881, and then it became a widespread product because it was easily taxed. Fall of the money, right? That's what this goes to. Mm -hmm. To learn more about the tobacco in the world, America and Massachusetts, just follow the money or the loss of business. 
Smoking bans have devastated small businesses over the years, and it almost happened to me. In 1996, Massachusetts implemented a 12% tax on cigars, including a floor tax on product not sold. With three two-guys smoke shop stores in Massachusetts in 10 years of a built-up inventory, it would have been a large amount of tax that would have bankrupted me. So I made the decision to close the stores down, and after a decade of marketing, advertising, and building my business, I had to start all over again in the neighboring state of New Hampshire. Counting on their state motto of live free or die, I hoped and prayed I would continue my business and I could survive. Today, Massachusetts has its eyes on vape the new tobacco-related product. It is untaxed and serves no purpose for Massachusetts or in most states yet because there is no money in it for the states or the federal government. What about processed food, soda, candy? Are they next? You're not a smoker and you say, this isn't going to affect me. I'm telling you, it's going to be what's next because that's the next step well, for them. already happening with soda. You can't sell uh Fast food places, 7-Eleven, so on and so forth, in New York City can't sell large sizes. large sizes. Over X amount of ounces is illegal. In Pennsylvania, Philadelphia specifically, there's a tax on soda. It, it, this, this is the beginning of what's about to happen again, because, and the reason why I went into history of what this is, is because you can see. It'll repeat itself. Yeah, it repeats mm-hmm. itself. So, oh, how do you see this? Why do you see this going? Because I'm telling you the backstory mm-hmm. of where we are today. Are they going after things they believe are not good for you or simply taxable? Do they want us healthy or do they want the money or they just want to control us? Or is it a little bit of all? What's next may be what will mandate exercise like the Chinese or the Koreans. If it's about health, maybe it becomes a mandate. Maybe socialism or communism is next. They want to tell us what's best for us is what the belief is, I believe it becomes more on money. There is a war on tobacco, and today all eyes are on vape, but be warned, they're coming after you next. If there is a tax money for it, they're going to end up going for it. So for more information on this, if you like, I I got a lot of information from this book over the years. Um, There is a whole book that's on the war on smoking. It's called The War on Smokers and the Rise of the Nanny State by Theodore J. King. It will open your eyes and scare the hell out of you at the same time. Really something, a whole book dedicated to some of these crazy things. From a tax perspective, if you look at every single toll booth that's ever been built to pay for the highway that the toll booth is on, once they've paid for the highway, the toll booth doesn't go away. No, they raise the toll. They typically will raise the toll, so it they're not they're not using the tax dollars intelligently. They're wasting it in some way, and the the, the government needs more. They need to be choked out. It was a few pennies to go to the, through East Boston into downtown Boston when the tunnel was built, and they said it then that it's only going to be there until it's paid off. It is over. 300 times the t- the tax now on that. And I call it a tax. They call it a toll. A toll on a tax is the same, same thing. It's thing. a tax. And never mind New York. I mean, you're paying $10, $15 to go across bridges and tunnels. To go over the Verrazano Bridge between Brooklyn and Staten Island is $19. $19. I mean, you pay one way, but it's still nine fifty each way. So you're paying it one time, $19. And when people I li- have to do it every day. Every day. When I used to live in New York, I used to work in Jersey, and it was... 
It was like twelve dollars, and it used to cost me over thirty dollars a day just to go to work in wow. tolls between the Verrazano Bridge, the yeah, Outer you, Bridge, the Garden got, State Parkway. You, you got to park your car at the same time, and it's the time that ends up going to work, and you end up working ten hours a day, and and uh, maybe thirty percent of your pay is is spent when you go there. I mean, it's absurd. Crazy. It's absurd. And it continues because people continue to do it. If one day nobody went over the bridge, what would happen? Maybe they would do it. And then they'd say, at the beginning, they were saying, well, it's jobs too because they got all the toll collectors. Now there's no toll collectors. They still do it and they yeah. raise the price. And they raise the price and it just a switch at a button. Mm -hmm. They just hit it. That's it. Yeah, they're holding hostage because the only way to go from Brooklyn to Staten Island is that bridge. Yeah, you can't swim it. Nope. Yeah. You'd have to go through Manhattan, through the Holland Tunnel, south down Jersey, and then over a bridge just to get to Staten Island. But then you got to pay the toll in Jersey wow. to get back into Staten Island. It's so crazy what they're doing. And, uh, you know, I, I'm fighting for Massachusetts not to do that to vape. I'm not even in the vape industry, but I know the next thing is they're going to go after the cigars mm -hmm. and they're going to go after whatever, uh, maybe Twinkies or whatever the hell they're going to end up doing. And then I'm, it's always a fear here in New Hampshire mm -hmm. because I hear it when I go to the, to the state, state uh, yep. um, to meet with the congressman and stuff like that. They say, well, Massachusetts comes up all the time because they used to be from Massachusetts. And they look at that and say, well, we can make money from that. So you can't let it even happen to your neighboring, you neighboring things. Because this week, Jewel pulled all their flavored um, Jewel products yeah. uh, pending FDA approval. So they're trying to play the public opinion. They did the right thing. But yeah, now all that uh, does is put focus on their new product. IQOS, which is they have the exclusivity yep. and an FDA approval on that. Yes. He's not burn shit, and that's what it's all about. Saw that if you, if you listen to old shows, I brought that yep. up a, a year ago yep, that is. this thing was coming, and uh, here it is. And listen, I, I got stock in Philomar so that I, or Altria, <laughs> this game that they're playing with between the two names and stuff. Yep. But uh, so I can see what the hell's going on, yep. and. Uh, it's a money grab. Yeah, I think so, the stock went up this week, even though they pulled the product. Sure, that could, because it's the other thing. Yeah. It was a, the pawn. They move one thing forward. They wipe that yeah, out. Sacrifice the yes, pawn to move forward the queen. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Here it is. It's disgusting. Anyway, that's all I have for the editorial. Right now, let's find out what's up in the cigar world with Barry Stein. It's time for What's, what's up? up in the Cigar World, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse Cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled N2-bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse Cigar today. And we'll start with some breaking news that happened just before we went on air. The cigar industry has another defeat as Judge Amit Mehta has ruled against delaying substantial equivalence. May? The FDA, May? The FDA, yep. The yep. FDA has announced that a delay to 2021, uh, and then that it wound up with a lawsuit by the American Acad American Academy of Pediatrics. And uh, the new substantial equivalence day instead of 2021 is now May 12th, 2020. So any product that's on the market that wasn't out before the predicate date needs its substantial equivalent by May. Yep, nine months. 
nine months, you're going to see a whole bunch of brands go out. Yep, because there's cigarettes that have been waiting since the, the that oh, one in yeah. effect, and nothing's been approved. Um, so yeah, yeah but they got the heat not burned through. Who's the, yeah? Who's to say it's not a cigarette? Yep. It's not a cigar. It's a different product. And does they it had use, this plan? So does it? You it uses some sort of stick. Nicotine. No, um, but you're still putting a chemical into your body. I know. So how did that get approved? It did. And this is a natural it, product. Right. It's tobacco. That's it. Yeah. Even the glue that's used to hold it, the band together or, or the wrapper together is made out of a vegetable. Boy, Philip Morris, man. Mm-hmm. They, they're brutal. They're brutal. And I, I'm scared to death that they're in the cigar business. Mm-hmm. I, I hate it so much. You know, they ended up um, taking distribution um, for what? Um, the Casada thing? Oh, no, that, that yeah, hasn't happened That yet. hasn't been announced yet, oh. but now I've heard it from uh, multiple people that work within one of the companies yeah. that it's a done deal. It yeah. just hasn't been announced. Okay. And um, did they take um, – no, that was it. That's the Casada yep. one, all right? Okay. I'm confusing these background things of <laughs> what can I say, what can I say. That's one thing yeah. I can't say, but we've said it a bunch of times. <laughs> so here's another thing for yeah. your conspiracy shows, Dave. Uh, Room 101 Cigars this week announced that La Polina will be taking over their distribution. The distribution mm. used to be handled by Caldwell. So that's a change. In the state of California, which seems to be coming a dictatorship. Gil, they, what do you know about that? They've announced that uh, smoking in parks and beaches is now illegal. Public beaches and public parks, it's illegal to smoke, thanks to the governor. Davidoff has announced the Year of the Rat will begin shipping in November, measure 6x52. That cigar will be available at twoguyscigars.com. Also coming this week is Baku Banto by Romacraft. The cigar is extremely limited, gotten tons of messages. It will most likely be available in a sample pack only. And to be the first ones notified, be sure to follow twoguyscigars.com on Facebook. And speaking available at twoguyscigars.com, the Pomaro Paso Doble collaboration between Royal Agio and La Flor Dominicana is now in stock. And that's what's up. Formerly Royal Agio. Formerly. Formerly. Yeah. Who is now gone to? Uh, General? Yes, yeah, General Cigar. Scandinavian Tobacco. All these things, you heard them from us first. All these moves are happening. And I would say with that news you said today. Yeah. There's going to be some crazy moves. People are going to bail out. Definitely. This is, be. this is the this is the thing I worried about the most, which, what's about to happen nine months from now. There'll be a little bit of panic mode for some companies. Wow. Wow. No, I feel mm-hmm. terrible that they, they're going to put mom and pop guys out of business. And this is it's the bottom line of what's going to happen. And maybe turn it turn it around years later, like you saw that mm-hmm. ends up happening. They shut down uh, in the eighteen hundreds and stuff. They shut down tobacco. What about all they those? Bring it back, but when they're gone, they're gone. Right. What doesn't make sense to me is the FDA said they themselves are not ready for substantial equivalence. Yeah. The FDA themselves wanted to delay it, but a group of doctors from the American Academy of Pediatrics said you can't do that. Yeah, the FDA and their patients aren't old enough to consume the product. There you go. The only thing that could possibly happen good here is they say, "Okay, we're not going to delay it," and then they scrap it. If they if they dump the whole thing, I don't think they can scrap it because it would, the law would have to be rewritten from the Congress level, right? To through Congress, right? Which they're not getting along with each other again, <laughs> ever. Yep. <laughs> yeah, um, terrible. <laughs> 
All right, next week, uh, John Fozzi from Christoph Cigars will be joining us, and uh, we'll smoke a Christoph from the Care Package along with uh, we'll get ready for Halloween week, and we'll smoke um, something from the Prime um, Care Package. Mm -hmm. Uh, the following week, uh, we have no Ed Sullivan, who uh, is taking uh, a little uh, time away. A little time away. Yeah. To Are you going dancing with men? No, I'm going to a podcast convention. Ah. Something to it's improve work -related. his work, yes. work instead of whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I know you guys are trying to have some sort of conversation. I'm just sitting right here. Say whatever you want to say. I didn't say a thing. Going to dance with some men. Good. There we go. Uh, no Ed Sullivan, so uh, Barry's taking the wheels of steel. Yeah. And, <laughs> He's and, excited. And uh, we have uh, Kurt Kendall from 724 Cigars coming in studio, joining us. Uh, the following week is the 500th episode. Do we have uh, Stogie Fresh joining us? Still not answering messages. Still not answering. Whether he does or not, he's, he's probably figuring if he doesn't do the show, we won't do the show, <laughs> and then he, we stop at four ninety nine. Not going to happen. The show's going on with or without you. We'd love to have you. Uh, just to give a bow to you mm -hmm. and try to be nice, but either way. I'm hoping he does the intro for us. Oh, he, that'd be nice. He did that amazing yeah. intro with uh, Stogie Fresh 5. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's episode 500, and uh, as a gift to us, all of us, including the listeners, Mr. Jonathan will be missing that show because he will be dancing with men. Correct. <laughs> Correct. No and, shame there. And, and, and that's how he's just saying it. And tying ribbons, maybe. Tie a ribbon on the old old tree. And it's not being over the old old trees tying that ribbon, sir. <laughs> and then we look forward to November 16th, episode 501, where we break the record. Oh, possibly last episode. Could be. Or do we go to at least 10 years, which would be April. But The um, following message was submitted through the Contact <laughs> Us page of thecigarauthority.com. And Mitch writes, Mr. J, give Mr. J the money, Dave. No way. He bent the rules by holding the glass, Bad. but he did it. Please and, don't and, stop at and, 502. And, Seriously, and please don't stop. And he answered. I did not answer. If we were stopping, we'd stop at 501, <laughs> not 502. He just wants one more episode. How much is What is that going to cost? Nothing. Just do one more. A lot. <laughs> little piece of our sanity. Okay, little piece. Okay, that ding ding means it's time for the matchup of the week brought to you by VS. VS means versus, but it stands for Victor Sinclair Cigars. Who would win this hypothetical battle? Um, hmm. I have, uh, did we say this last week? You'd have to say, say it for us to know. <laughs> Would you rather be covered in fur or covered in scales? Ooh. Oh. We didn't say it last no, week. We okay. Did <laughs> All right. So these are your choice, covered in fur or covered in scales. Well, I know so, you're looking at me and you're thinking. Well, I'm going to skip you later. Well, you always skip me. <laughs> Fine. I'll go last again. Uh, you, Barry, what, what do you, you say about the challenge of the week here? That's right. I've had exe eczema, and that's scaly. I'll take the fur. Really? Yeah, it's itchy. But fur is hot, and we're big guys. And, you know, I always – I don't mind the winter as much as when it's really hot. Like, I couldn't live in Florida because it gets too hot, and I can only take off so many, much clothes. You could strip so, all the way down, buddy. So you got fur. What are you going to do? Shave? It's too hot. Shave. <laughs> <laughs> Buy a lot of Nair products. 
Nair, yeah. You would rather have you would rather have fur than scales. Yeah, I had eczema for a few years. That was brutal, and it was worse in the summer. No one ever so pets anything fur. with scales. You don't pet a fish. So you want to be petted <laughs> from time to time? Right, I'm going to let you second. So what do you? So I, I would say the obvious answer is fur because you can always shave it, and in the winter time you just body. let it grow out. Yeah. Really. The answer is fur. Really? You'd be an animal at that point. You'd, you'd, know, you'd, be, guy. you'd be a prehistoric animal if you did the scales. You've got to do the fur. Think of all the petted women you could uh, pick up. Peter, Peter, whatever. So you'd want to be pet, petted. You're talking to a bald guy, by the way. He's bald. <laughs> you, could, you could be part of those contests where they dress the people up in, in Velcro and they throw them at the wall, but you could just be the wall. Cousin It. Remember? He was <laughs> yeah. the furry, all furry person. What do you got, Ed? Scales. Scales. <laughs> yeah. And here's my reasoning around this, right? If you ever watch science fiction movies, the aliens never have fur. They have scales yes, sometimes. They do. So, you know, they I may be able to blend well when the invasion <laughs> comes. I'm scales too. The fur would be itchy too much. hot. Yeah. Itchy and hot. So we have You have hair on your head. Is it itchy? <laughs> no, it's not. It's the dumbest argument no. I, we've ever had body. on this show, and you two idiots are leading the pack. So we got a scale, a scale. Fur and fur. Fur and fur. We have no answer here. Barry and I could snuggle. We could keep each other warm in the wintertime. Right, I'm going scales. I agree 100% with Barry. <laughs> hey, the second annual Meatball featuring Steve Saka once again this year, mm -hmm. because he won last year, is in the books. That's We're ready to go. So this is a um, little cigar dinner we throw. Last year was the first time, and you came in, and you got five meatballs, and you got a thing of pasta, and we had some garlic bread, and uh, we smoked cigars, and each uh, meatball had a different color toothpick Pick. to it, yep. and you got a little card, and you wrote down which meatball you liked the best, and then at the end of it, we sat there, and we counted them up, and we said who the winner was, and the winner happened to be Steve Saka who was our guest there, and he said that he wanted to come again for his um, to be the champion. So somebody needs to dethrone him in order to um, get him out of this, right. um, which he's probably hoping to happen. I don't know. Now, um, yeah, I have a question. Yeah. Is this a Cigar Authority event? In it other is. words, so I don't have to buy a ticket because last year I was competing, so I was allowed yeah, to you, go. Yeah, you could be here. All right, yeah, thank you. You don't have to. Um, <laughs> but this year, um, who has the best meatballs? There's only one person on the panel that God could go up to and go, hey, I need to borrow some money. And Ed Sullivan <laughs> would be like, absolutely. And he's wondering about whether he should buy a $50 ticket. He just yeah. weaseled his way into a free ticket. <laughs> he's all set. Uh, $49.99 gets you four cigars right away. So you're going to buy actually a little pack of cigars. And yes. in the pack of cigars is Steve Saka cigars. And I don't know the retail value. I saw the pack. It's yeah, full it's, of good cigars. Yeah. You're getting no almost your money's worth Easy. in the cigars. Um, so you get that. Once in, in that pack is a ticket. And that ticket gets you to the event. And at the event, you're going to get another cigar when you get here, which is called a Pope. Peta. One-time release, never been released before, never be released after. It's a one-time, it's made, and popetta means meatball. Yes. 
And the only way you get it is by coming to the event. That's right. You'll get it at the event and light it up at the event. Um, that is if Steve Saka doesn't like the Pulpetta so much that he comes out with another line based on that blend. <laughs> right, right, right. It'll, uh, it'll be called meatloaf or something different, <laughs> but it'll be the same idea. So Pulpetta loaf. <laughs> there you go. So that'll be the fifth cigar you get there. And with your coupon. He could call it two out of three ain't bad. with your ticket to the event is also a ticket for a discount that night that you can use on buying soccer Mm. cigars we can't even tell you what the coupon is because it's so good you weren't supposed to even say that there was a coupon that was supposed to be a surprise oh really okay Uh, it says it right on the website the coupon for the night but it doesn't say what it is so you're both screwed up yeah can't say what it is perfect a lot of people can't read um, so we have Steve Saka going up against Gary Marino so far. Mm. That's two. We need three more. Well, we have a surprise guest making a meatball. Oh yeah, that's right. So we need two more. All right. I'll make meatballs. No, that's you fine. can't. No, your meatballs Of course sucked. I can't. My meatballs are awesome. <laughs> nope. We need two more people because we lost. We can't go in it again. So there'll be two more. One the of- whole event was set up to celebrate my birthday. And make meatballs, which is my favorite thing to make. Yeah, but nobody, it's the only reason we started doing the event. Yeah. Nobody and I'm kicked out of my own event. Birthday. Yeah, and it's not anymore. We changed the date. It's mm-hmm. not your birthday, and it has not. It's my birthday it. month. By the way, if, if you're listening to the show, you could go to thecigarauthority.com on the on the desktop version on the right hand side. There's a graphic for the meatball. It'll take you to twoguyscigars.com where you could buy a ticket. Uh, only buy a ticket though if you're going to come. Yeah, the don't buy a ticket just right. to do a thank you. We would appreciate. You're not doing that because we want to f- fill it with 50 people, and that's yeah. what it is. Hey, and you'll notice on the graphic there's a little chat bubble. Where, where, yeah. It, it, it says, Dave might be the best retailer. <laughs> Steve saying this. <laughs> not, but I make the best cigars and meatballs. So That is not a direct quote. So I went with something else. Yeah, but, but, not. But Ed Santa Maria vetoed it. And it said, uh, my cigars are as sweet as my meatballs. Ah. He goes, no, you can't do that. You're going to piss soccer off. <laughs> hey, Dave. Yeah. Does Jonathan have to buy a ticket to this? <laughs> <laughs> it is his birthday, so yes. <laughs> uh, it's time to take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. It's time for news from the insane asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true. Or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan (coughs) cigars with sizes ranging from 4 inches by 44 to the absolutely insane 8 inch by 80. Asylum Cigars. (laughs) In England, a married father of three is headed toward divorce after he booked a hotel room and sought out a woman with a special set of skills. Upon negotiation, negotiating the price for said skills with an agency, he eagerly awaited for the girl to arrive to his room. Finally, the moment had arrived when he heard a knock on the door. Upon opening the door, the man was shocked to see his date for the night was none other than his daughter. Oh, God. Which leads to the question, did he get a family discount? <laughs> and that's not only insane, it's asylum. <laughs> I had such higher expectations. <laughs> That's like the the song where the guy ends up meeting his he answers a personal ad and then his wife shows up. Remember that? No, that was I uh, like pina coladas. Oh, that was uh, that also happened in the movie uh, with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jamie Lee Curtis. 
where she went to the room. Oh yeah, and danced. And right. I can't remember what that was called. True lies. True lies. That's right. True lies. Okay, so thoughts here on Pure Soul. This is the big boy here. This is the uh, sixty-four ring gauge, one inch across. If you could inch. get to, you know, the big hard pretzels. Mm-hmm. Yes. If you could get those before they turned Bav- hard. Bavarian. Yeah, yeah. You'd have to have a soft one. <laughs> and it's lightly salted, and that's what I'm getting. There is salt. I'm getting salt. <laughs> definitely salty. <laughs> it's a salty cigar. It's lightly it's salted it's Bavarian of- pretzel fresh out of the oven. It's a lot of salt. Salty, no. salty cigar. It's like a salt bagel. So maybe... You get the last Bavarian pretzel out of, you know, a bag. You bite it, and then you shoot the rest of the salt from the bag. It's not that much salt. Except it's nowhere near that salty. (laughs) You know, and those salt are so thick. You ever do that? You ever get a bag of pretzels and just take the salt out of the bag? I used to do that all the time. Brutal. That's good for your heart. I put put my finger, get some on my wet finger, and then I said, fuck it, and I would just take the whole thing of salt. Really? Oh, yeah. Dry right (laughs) out. Um, all right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, Mr. Jonathan wants to take care of a lot of mailbags, so we'll get to that and in the after show, too. Uh, we're live in the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Let's talk a little about Rough Rider cigars. So here is where the motorcycle culture meets Cigar Nation. This badass-looking cigar uses the name Rough, but delivers a smooth as silk ride each and every time. Even before lighting one, you can't help but notice its sweet-like honey flavor. Smooth and creamy, resembling slightly sweetened butter. Outstanding! The Rough Rider Cigar is so beautiful in so many ways. We're talking a premium cigar, imported, long filler cigar, but wait till you hear the price. Every cigar is in the $3 price range, that's right. Even the Churchill in the 6x60, every cigar is in the $3 price range. Rough Rider Cigars, there's nothing rough about Rough Rider except the name. Rough Rider Cigars. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Pavada number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Since 1903, when La Aurora Cigars first opened their doors as the first cigar factory of the Dominican Republic, they have defined Dominican cigar manufacturing. Now, La Aurora continues that innovation with La Aurora Dominican DNA, featuring an exceptional blend whose soul is the Andullo. La Aurora pays tribute to the oldest Dominican tobacco process with a cigar that features tobacco that is part of their heritage and their DNA. 
The La Aurora DNA features this hard-to-work tobacco that brings the unique characteristics of strength, inspiring aroma, and sweetness that creates an exceptional smoking experience that only La Aurora can bring you. Experience La Aurora Dominican DNA with its Cibao Valley Dominican wrapper, an authentic Cameron binder from Africa with fillers from the Dominican Republic, Pennsylvania, Nicaragua, and Anduyo. Available at top retailers like twoguyscigars.com and is distributed in the United States by Miami Cigar & Company. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more. It's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Legendary brand opens a new chapter in its storied history with the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez. The nearly 175-year-old H. Upman brand in collaboration with storied cigar maker A.J. Fernandez bring a medium to full-bodied, sweetly balanced, and yet complex smoking experience. Boasting an Ecuador Sumatra wrapper, this cigar produces incredible aromas and nuances of sweet spices. Today, almost 175 years later, the legacy of H. Upman lives on a brand new take on an age-old brand. Handcrafted in Esteli, Nicaragua by cigar master A.J. Fernandez. Available in four sizes, priced under $9. A legendary brand opens a new chapter in its storied history with the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez. This is Mr. Jonathan Carney with La Florida Minicana Cigars, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority. Not Mr. Anything. We're back, and it's a mailbag marathon. We're going to get to all the nice people who wrote to us. It's been piling up, and Mr. J would like to clear this out before the end of the year so that we... Uh, it's impossible. I have to yeah. apologize to some people. We just don't always have time to get to them. But here's what you got to do. Say two people wrote kind of the same thing. It never happens. No. Unless it's something that's pertinent, you know, I have yeah. a couple here that are that are about the same show, the same well, show, but yeah. they're quick little one-liners. I can bang through them. Yeah, unlike the first one, that's going to take you a half hour to read. Shut by up, itself. And what I like to do also when I did it because you weren't here, you were dancing with men, and something was going on. That I get the highlighter and I do certain parts so I don't have to read the whole thing. Is the you know, hi guys. This guy blah, blah, blah. wrote this. 
so I should read it. That would be disrespectful, uh, no. cutting out and editing his work. Yes, you just get to the meat of the thing. He says, wow, this, you guys are nice. This gentleman has a really good story. All right, let's get to it then. Submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com, Vincenzo writes, Thank you for reading my mailbag, Mr. Johanathan. I don't have time to listen to the whole podcast live, so I listen to parts on my drive to work. This is going to be a long story. My first cigar was a Rocky Patel Vintage 99 Connecticut. I brought, bought two of them back in 2016 just in case I completely ruined the first one. My reason for buying them was because I wanted to celebrate buying my first newish car. And at the time, I was dating a girl from my high school. I sent a picture of myself in a nice suit with a cigar in my mouth to her, after which my mom brought out an old cutter given to her from my dad. She showed me how to cut the cigar and light it. We had an amazing time. Not five minutes later, my phone was beeping constantly with messages from my girlfriend. She had basically written an entire novel about how disgusting I was, how cigars were a gateway drug to heroin and meth, <laughs> and how I was being selfish because I was reducing my overall time with her by poisoning my body with nicotine. Being the hormonal 18-year-old I was at the time, I immediately apologized and said I would throw away the second cigar as a symbol of my devotion. Well, God. After thinking it was over the following day, I realized just how awful I was treating myself. I grabbed the cigar out of the bin, broke up with her, yeah, nice. and have been nice. happier ever since, and the cigar still sits on the shelf at home as a reminder. Nice. Now, if I had edited that, we no. wouldn't have got the full story. There we go. It's a great story. Great story, Vincenzo. <laughs> Anybody ever tell you to stop smoking cigars? Yeah, I'm just not with them anymore. Yeah. Barry, they tell you because you cough an awful lot. You know, he doesn't cough during the breaks or anything. He waits as soon as the mic goes on. Ed's shaking his head, yeah, because as soon as the mic clicks on, the cough begins. It's psychological. I don't know. I've gone so far for every test and they can't find out. Because it's psychological. psychological. It must be. Yeah. Go to a shrink. But nobody's ever told me not to smoke. Other than my mom, but that doesn't count. Ed? No, not even my cardiologist. Nobody ever says it to you, huh? No. My whole family, on my mother's side anyways, they're all cigar smokers. We go to a family reunion and there's three boxes out. Of course, it may be because no one likes me. Now, I've seen people over the years see that. that come in the store and they're dating somebody and they come in with the person they're dating and they help them pick their cigars mm-hmm. and later they get married and then it begins. There's something in the, in the wedding cake or something mm-hmm. or they, they've conquered what they needed to conquer and then it starts, you shouldn't be doing this and all this stuff. Guy would have never probably got married if, if he knew that was coming. Oh, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> The following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. And Nicholas writes, Hey, Mr. J, I smoked my El Talio yesterday while watching the podcast, and I'm in total agreement with you. I got the marshmallow and the white pepper all day long. Here we go. It was my first time smoking it, and if I weren't, if it weren't for the cigar care package, I probably never would have. Pretty good. Yep. And if you want to get in the Cigar Authority Care Package, it's four cigars a month for $24.99. You go on to thecigarauthority.com, be part of the care package. You quit anytime you want, but you won't because you'll see what you get. It includes shipping and everything. And if you want to go to the step further, you pay the $29.99. You get the fifth cigar. You'll see next week what the fifth cigar is. I don't think we've let them down yet. No, we haven't. Yeah, so we'll never let you down. We'll never let you down. So be part of the Sky Authority Care Package. There's room for you. We're, we're leaving it open. And uh, we took the little bump in price, and uh, we, it's, it doesn't hurt so bad. 
and people are loving it. Also, with respect to Altalio, this is just another quick one-liner okay. here. Uh, the interesting thing I've noticed, and this is Dozier writing on the Altalio, is it's louder than other cigars, almost getting a snap, crackle, and pop on the burn. That's all stupid mailbag. <laughs> <laughs> it's louder. Signed, Dozier. So as you're smoking it, you hear cracking like uh, Jiffy Pop? Yeah, it's a loud cigar. Wow. I've never listened. I'm, I'm mostly deaf anyway. There's, it's, been, it's been bad that's lately. That's true. Yeah, there's only one size, so we don't know if the bigger ones or the smaller ones are louder. Mm. Maybe the, the uh, El Talio firecracker, the loudest firecracker <laughs> oh, ever done, huh? No? Terrible. Uh, big thank you to all those who like and share our podcast. We're yeah. seeing our podcast numbers growing, especially those who subscribe on YouTube. Uh, thank you for that. It helps a lot, and we appreciate it. The the ratings, the people write in little uh, things and all that stuff. Although I have been reading recently, and I don't know if you have, that supposedly it does not help your podcast or your YouTube channels out ratings? by people rating and all that stuff. No. There's they, really nothing to it. They view it more as social proof, but even people who are going, I mean, how many times do you say, I might listen to that podcast. Let me see what other people think. I think it's a major thing, though, when somebody goes above and beyond to actually go on there and actually oh, yeah. write something on there, including when writing letters I, to us. It's a, you know, I know you've got a problem with something, calling and writing a bad thing and stuff is a lot easier than if things are great, you're happy with everything, for you to go an extra step is big. Yeah, I mean, really what people are saying is, you know, for the l lists on Apple Podcasts, you know, what's hot and all, yeah. the, the ratings have no bearing on that. It's just broad download data. Not even. It's curated by <coughs> Apple. Oh, really? Yeah. Bastards. I like it, though. I like seeing all the ratings oh, yeah. and stuff. And listen, if you listen to the show and it's not a five-star review and it's a one-star review, give it to us. I want to hear it. No. No? Yeah. We give can it to yourself. It. Especially if it doesn't matter. <laughs> Especially if it's about Jonathan. If you got a problem with the show and you're rating it one star, stop listening or send us a mailbag as to why or what you'd yeah. like to change. What if they want to change a, you? Fine. Fine. I, yeah. I think I've proven that I can take it on the chin. Yes, you have. <laughs> yeah, you'll be taking it on the chin in a few Speaking weeks. Speaking of which, when, uh, when does my episode on Dueling Comedians air? Do we know? I think this is this coming week. This Wednesday. Because this is big. Mr. I, Jonathan is on Dueling Comedians. He went head to head. Don't give it up. I'm not he went to head to head against a professional right. comedian that does this for a living every single night. Or maybe Thursday, Fridays, and Saturdays. <laughs> That's how it takes the rest of the week work. off. Right. Um, but and has been doing it for years. Somebody didn't show up. Jonathan had prepared a four joke. Bit set, yeah, yeah, set, which is what's re required. It's this dueling comedians podcast. Uh, it's on YouTube and it's yeah. also on podcast catches and, and Facebook. Yeah, uh, you gotta catch it and don't say what it is. We'll talk about it next week. All right. And by the way, Rudy says for some odd reason my contact us stuff never gets through. No, it that's gets, not true, Rudy. It gets through. I just Jonathan ignore it. just doesn't want to read it. I ignore it. <laughs> no, uh, Rudy, your stuff gets in, and, and I'll tell everybody how the mailbags work. They come in and they go in the pile in the order they were received. And then they get read in reverse order all the way down. And that's just how it works. So if yours didn't get read because I got 10 mailbags that week, it goes in on the pile and there's nothing I could do. I'm trying so to keep the mailbags as relevant you're as possible. It, it's a FIFO queue. First in, first out. 
First in. Yeah. Yes. I like to do the the better ones, the ones that somebody, you know, like that story you just told of Vincenzo. That's a great story. So, Rudy. Boom. They, that they, would automatically get So, Rudy, up. Dave just said your, your contact us I didn't stuff see sucks. Them. I didn't because I didn't even <laughs> see it, and it's Rudy. So, you got to throw a Rudy in every once in a while. Anyway, 500th episode is coming in. Rudy should be a call-in. Mm-hmm. We should do that. Or 501. Whichever he'd rather. How about that? Yeah. He'll chime in shortly. Yeah. Whichever he'd rather. 500 or 501. He was there at number one. He should come on at 501 and make the argument on why we should continue. And, or not. Or not. <laughs> and, and 501, I mean, number one, I didn't even listen to that one. <laughs> True. <laughs> and he did. Oh, my God. What an abortion that was. I've Ooh. yet to listen to an episode, even when I'm here. Yeah? I don't listen to you guys. Well, you should. <laughs> because if you do... You will stop coughing. You'll you'll improve what I need you a do. Hypnotist. You'll you'll. It, it's an important thing. We say it to all our podcasters all the time. Two things: we ask them to watch it on YouTube, and then separately, not right away, maybe the next day, listen to it. It's a whole different thing, and you will start improving yourself as time goes on. But right now, it's time to hear the Don Raphael offer of the day, brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. Everyone has a price. Would you do this? And if so. How much? No, because you don't pay. You're a bet I, welcher. I do pay. When You're you, a welcher. When you, when you pay, we go by the rules. And it, this one's an easy. It's 20 bucks, and it's so easy. 20 bucks. go on a Ferris wheel, and when you get to the top, slide the uh, safety bar up and go through the rest of it with the safety bar up. So you get thrown out of an amusement park. Maybe you get thrown out. Safety bar goes up. 20 bucks. It doesn't get raised until you get to the very top, so nobody sees you doing it anyway. I would be willing to bet if it was $2,000, you wouldn't do it because you're deathly afraid of heights. I would not do it. I would not. Yeah, and I bet you don't even go on a Ferris wheel. I don't. I have gone, and each, t- each time it's going to the top, it's like, <laughs> I would never. Yeah, same here. I have a fear of open spaces. Of open space. So I would never go because you're up there. You're open. Yeah. Yeah, I'll pass. I'm not afraid of heights. So I'm not afraid this, of this, Ferris this, wheels. Would you do it? I am afraid of getting thrown out of places. So I, you wouldn't do it for the thrown out. I hate that. So it's the last thing you do. It's you know you saw Big Poppy. Big Poppy just smoked a cigar on set during his uh, baseball announcing that, yeah. thing, and they said you can't smoke in here and stuff. He said, "Well, I'm smoking anyway." Well, they're not going to have us back. And he goes, "I didn't plan on coming back anyway." <laughs> it was over. The show was over, and that's it. He's still doing it, though. It was a, it was a prediction for the Yankees to win the rest of it and not having to go back to Houston. But he was in New York doing it. Yeah, yeah. So his little prediction of the Yankees winning went out the window. Okay. How about you, Ed Sullivan? Ferris wheel, slide the bar up. No, thank you. No way. See, would you? And you wouldn't do it. For not the reason of scared of heights, you wouldn't do it because you're going to get thrown out. Correct. All right, so that's all no's. It was an easy one. There's a whole bunch of people saying I'm also I'm not do it. doing it because I think you'd find some technicality. Oh, that Ferris wheel wasn't big enough. <laughs> that wasn't the biggest one they had in the park. You didn't have to lift the thing. You had to open it, so it doesn't count. You had a mug in your hand. It doesn't count. By the way, I have a comment on Facebook uh, saying that Jonathan will win Dueling Comedians. He is, after all, a living, breathing joke. (laughs) (laughs) Which camera are they looking at? (laughs) It's not nice. It's not nice. It's time for the Classic 3-Way, brought to you by Classic Cigars. It's time for This Day in Classic History, brought to you by Classic Cigars. Classic Cigars are now the most affordable cigar brand in America. 
With prices as low as $1.50, this cigar has something for everyone. The classic Connecticut is light and smooth. The classic Maduro is bold, but never overpowering. The classic Cameroon sits somewhere in between with hints of sweetness. And the classic Cuban is a real knockoff of the taste and flavors from old-time Havanas. Classic cigars are sold in cost-saving bundles of 20 and sold in five great sizes, ranging from $1.50 to $2.25 per cigar, which makes Classic the most affordable, premium, handmade cigar in America. Classic Cigars. Okay, I got three and one. Three questions, one tiebreaker. Who's our champion? Barry. Barrett's. Barry. Evander Holyfield. Today's October 19th. Evander Holyfield, American boxer, Olympic bronze winner, and world champion, was born in Alabama today. What year? Was he a six-time champion? I don't know. Something like that. A lot of championships on that guy. 1959. 1959. I had 1960. 60. I had 59 written down. 59 written down. 1.4. Ed Sullivan. 62. 62 is the answer. One point for Ed Sullivan not going over. Mr. Jonathan, Bobby Orr makes his NHL regular season debut for the Boston Bruins against the Detroit Red Wings today. Bobby Orr makes his NHL regular season debut for the Boston Bruins with the Detroit Red Wings today. What year? This is a law ball to Barry Stein. Yeah, of course it is. 1972 is my guess. 72. I had 71 written down, but I crossed it out, and I'm going with 67. 67. I also had 67. 67. Everybody is over. 66. Ugh. Everybody is over. And this goes over to Barry. Or Ed Sullivan, who wasn't yeah. going first. <laughs> yeah. Whichever. I did it to you again. Yeah, it never goes to me. All right, I'm going to go to you. All right, thank you. Tom Bosley, American actor, Howard, uh, Howard Cunningham on uh, Happy Days, also Murder, She Wrote. He died today at 83. Oh, yeah. Oh, curveball. What year? Uh, what year was he born? What year did he die? He died today at 83. Oh, what I thought year? you said in 83, <laughs> and I'm like, wow, that should be easy. What year did he die? Run that by me again. I'm confused. Tom Bosley, American actor, Coward Huntingham from Happy Days, also Murder, She Wrote, dies today. What year? What year? Uh... Um, this is why we don't go to you first. I know. <laughs> Seriously. Well, I was confused by the question. I'm going to go uh, 2004. 2004. 1983. 83. 99. 99. 2004, we'll get it. It's 2010. Mm. 2010. Ed Sullivan is our champion. Two to zero to zero. You shut them all out. And the bonus question was U.S. imposed an embargo. On exports to Cuba today, what year? 1963? 63. 62. 60. Uh, ah, it was first. Yeah, you could, except for medical and all that stuff, but it was first. Uh, that is it. What do we think of Pure Soul? We're at the end of Pure Soul. I got another um, three, in, three shows to go with this yeah, one. I'm at the end of my first third. I got, uh, I'm halfway through here, and I'm picking up some mandarin orange marmalade and a little hint of white pepper. How about the skin of a mandarin ori- oriental? That's what marmalade is. It's oh, you skin? slice the orange yeah. and put the whole slice has, in. It has rind in it. Ah, That's why marmalade. I'm going to give him a, a ding for that. Not bad. 
Not bad. Dead on balls accurate, I huh? think, is what you're looking for. Because it was there, but there's yeah. so much of the rind that's there, too. Huh. I'd like some marmalade. <laughs> <laughs> You'd settle for anything that wasn't meat and vegetables right, yes. right now. On a piece of toast, of course. What do you think, Barry? Uh, I think he nailed it. I don't like admitting when he's right, but mm. I think he nailed it. And Rudy said uh, 501 is good. 501. But he'd be happy with 500, whatever you prefer. You guys can't play whatever this game. Whatever he'd prefer. This five, isn't. 501, because yes. uh, we're hoping Mr. That- Jonathan will be here, and he won't be here for 500, and I know that. Rudy likes Mr. Jonathan for whatever reason. I have no idea, but it, he's a good dude. He's yeah. Canadian. So Rudy 501, I got to put on my notes. because you used to shit on the Canadians back in the day. Yeah. Uh, I got one more Altalio one since we just smoked it. Uh, this is Vic writing from San Angelo, Texas. Wasn't able to listen to the podcast until Sunday. Just wanted to drop a quick note on the Altalio. I have to admit I was skeptical. What an interesting concept. It wasn't the best cigar I've ever had, no. but it was far from the worst. Worth buying a five-pack to try, pass them out to a couple of your nerd friends, and let them try to figure out what they are smoking, and then cut one open. I think they would be amazed. Absolutely. I've done it many times uh, to real tobacco people, and they're blown away. It's a very interesting thing, and the pack is 14 bucks or whatever that is for a pack of five. So cheap enough, twoguyscigars.com or your favorite brick-and-mortar store that may carry it. Not a lot of people carrying it, but I think it could be something. All right, uh, that is it. Next week, John Fozzie is our New England sales rep for Kristoff. Let's see what he's got going on as we get ready for Halloween. Until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And it's quite possible you learned nothing in the last two hours, but always remember to keep the lid end out of your mouth. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.